0: Good evening, listeners, brave navigators of the enigmatic and the concealed. Have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered, the allure of the mysteries that shroud our existence? For more than a decade, a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries, unafraid of the secrets they might uncover. This audacious entity is Paranoid American. Welcome to the mystifying universe of the Paranoid American podcast.
1: Launched in the year 2012... Paranoid American has been
0: on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world. From the unnerving enigma of MK Ultra mind control, to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies. From the awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology, to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture. They have committed to unveiling the concealed realities that lie just beneath the surface. Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of
1: reality. Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now, I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line. This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded, Come with us as we sift through the world's grand mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast, where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth.
0: Yo, what up, boys and girls? This is the Paranoid American, and today we got the New York Patriot, and he's gonna live in this tiny little screen down at the bottom the whole time of this interview. No, he's he'll be right here. So, what's going on, New York Patriot? Um, you're you're a founder of Occult cult rejects. You've yeah. got some of the, the most fire content on you know podcast you can Thank listen you. I to. Yeah. I, I I love the uh just like the the tone, the approach, the <laughs> the casual style, everything, man. Um, so I, I had to get you on because we've had some amazing talks on various right. topics on your show and elsewhere. Every time and, you came uh, on.
1: Daniel, always, always great talks.
0: So, I mean, we're going to get into it today. I'm to find a little bit more out about you. We're going to put you on the hot seat, maybe a little bit. Sounds good. So Sounds you ready for this? Uh, yes. So I want to do plugs up front and we'll do some at the end, but where can people find you? Like, where should someone go to, to listen to your podcast and see everything you got?
1: Um, on on my, um, I'm, uh, I'm on all major podcasts uh, under the NY Patriot Show or uh, the Occult Rejects, um, Bitchute Rumble, same thing. And then I do have a YouTube channel, uh, the Occult Rejects, that has both shows and everything on there.
0: And the the name Occult Rejects is based on, I mean, my understanding is that what you you join some secret societies and then you decide to leave, or what do they kick you out? Like what what makes you an it, occult reject?
1: Yeah, uh you know Lux, believe it or not, he was the one who actually came up with the name. Um pretty I much. love the name, man. It's a great yeah, name. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I uh I really didn't even like coming up with one for the NY Patriot and I regretted the name after I made it, but it's like too late now and I'm I'm okay with it now. But at that time I was just like, you know what, if you want to pick a name, go for it. I'm not going to like pull no dick measuring contest on this cuz I don't even want the job of <laughs> picking the name for the show so it's all yours and like one day he happened to like he was just like spitballing like funny ones like spoof that like obviously we weren't going to use and he like sent something about like the the occult rejects and i was like yeah that's actually like a good idea and he was like you think so i was like yeah he's like actually yeah i do too so we ended up keeping it but like it, it fit because i guess kind of like when he left I mean, technically, we both left um, our orders, if he was in one. he uh, I left, but then did get kicked out. But that was after we had already started the show. Um, but, like, basically, it was more of, like, yeah, we're kind of rejects. We didn't fit in where we were. Um, we also, you know, Lux also liked it because of saying that, like, we reject, like, the agenda that's being put on us as well. You know, we reject the magic and the mindfuck. That's being used on us, so but it was also like multi-layered. But like I, I thought it was good enough to where I was like, you know, I could see that meaning so many different things. That's a kind of a cool name, like a very broad and you can just like occultism. You know, he makes seven meanings out of that. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I was kind of okay with it. So and it was really easy, and I thought it sounded cool. So that's basically uh, sums it up. But I, I'm pretty sure in his idea of that name, us being part of secret societies and leaving or in, and not thinking that we really fit in was, you know, part of it.
0: And when you say that you got kicked out after the show, was it
1: because of the show or was it like you just stopped well, paying dues or what? I was already owing them dues to begin with. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, as soon as COVID came and they shut down, I was like, I'm not giving you money for a place I can't even go to if I wanted to. So I wasn't paying them dues anymore. Uh, and I think I had stopped like maybe a few months prior to that um, what caused it really uh, I stopped I did I stopped paying the dues then I had even had asked for them uh, in the OTO I don't know how it is in other secret societies but like if you get if you become a, mem- a member you know it's like oh I'll put your name on some list forever and you have to actually fill out a piece of paper to get it removed from that list mm-hmm. so I did all that I sent it back and then normally like, they like, send you something back it could be 2 months later or whatever. Um why go through
0: that extra step? Like like I understand uh you know stopping paying dues and saying if you guys are closed down I'm not going to pay anymore. But like why not just ignore it and walk away? What what was it? Cuz it almost seems like now it's like you're making a point of it like take my name out of your
1: books, bitch. Yeah, well I wasn't going to be a member anymore, so why would my name be in there? that's all it really was. Okay, okay. Not- it doesn't cost like any
0: extra money or anything to
1: uh, have your name taken back out. No, just cost mm-hmm. aggravation and then been time to fill out paperwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh so then after that, uh they I got hit with uh I got hit with copyright shit actually. D I got slapped DMCA. And the funny thing is, is that there's a chick at my lodge that did that to Leo Zagami because he was gonna put out a book with shit about the OTO. And it if you go and look through Leo Zagami's stuff. When he talks about it, he will mention her name. I'm not going to go that far, but her name is out there and everything. Uh, She's probably the one who did it to me, (laughs) which is pretty funny. I look back at it now. I'm like, wow, same bitch did it to me, probably, Um, because she is a lawyer in general. Um, I got slapped with a DMCA slap because I was uh, going over Minerva first and like second degree. I went over on my own podcast and I was, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And eventually I got to D no, my bad. I got the DMCA slap a while prior to that. I wasn't showing my face really, or on other people's shows. When I even did stuff with Lux, for the most part, he never showed his face, so we never used the cameras. Because I'm going to make him look like an idiot that I can show my face and he's scared. You know, <laughs> we have a magician who left a secret society, but he's scared to show his face. You know, I feel stupid if people see that. So I left mine off. And eventually I just started turning it on more. And then eventually they were actually able to see who the person was behind the account. So then I got an email from the lodge from uh, the lady who was uh, the lodge master at the time, because we even switched the lodge masters.
0: Is that what you call it? The lodge master? Yeah, the like lodge your master. worshipful master.
1: No, it's just the lodge master.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and uh she sent me an email saying that uh, that I was going to be put on probation, and that I was like kind of like not allowed to come, and I had to uh, because they had realized that I was uh, doing podcasts and putting out stuff that I wasn't supposed to and say. Make right,
0: I will not podcast on the uh, chalkboard a hundred times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the
1: and then they said, but uh, because of this, you know, we do have to send it to the uh, the other other people above them and the out ahead and whatever these other people. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I'm not fucking coming. And I'm like, I should be getting paper, back, paper sent back to me soon saying that I'm not even a member anymore. Mm. So I was like, who cares, you know? And yeah. then like, you know, one day, it was like maybe a month later, I got like a letter in the mail. I was like, what? Fucking OTO. I was like, first off, I was like, how the fuck did they even find my address? Because I had moved. That bugged me out a little bit. And my friend was still the secretary at the time. And he's like, well, when you moved, um, they, there was like a, a like a, a thing that they send every once in a while maybe every six months or some shit. They must have sent that in the time around like when I still had the address change. So it got sent back to them with my new address on it. Didn't get forwarded mm. to me. Sometimes they normally forward it but sometimes they'll send the shit back with the new address change until you, you gotta resend it. So that's he told me that's how we got your address. He's like don't worry about it. But uh, they sent me a letter in the mail. They're everywhere like, man. They're at the yeah, mail. They're at the <laughs> mail post <laughs> office. <laughs> they're on yeah, every corner. Right? yeah uh, they, they <laughs> post office they probably are. Uh, <laughs> even the reason why I say that is because after the end of one of the initiations, they they want you to take Lieber Oz and go post it up onto like three federal fucking places. And they suggest a or a church. They suggest go put in a church, a post office, and a police station. Like, why is that where all your fucking people are at already?
0: Yeah, this, yeah, the the joke's already right itself, right?
1: Yeah, they'll make sure they go and take it down. You're supposed to put your name and everything on it too.
0: I mean, you you brought that up, and I'm I'm curious because, like, I'm only familiar with with Freemasonry. Yeah, but I was always and and forgive me, man. Feel like you know, please forgive me. But, like, uh, in Freemasonry, they've kind of looked at OTO um, and, you know, like some, of, some of the them. other ancillaries that it's like the criminal version. Like, that, that's where, like, all the yeah. drug, drug addicts and sex addicts go to do more or less the same rituals, just in, like, more casual clothes, maybe.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. See, the OTO, you start off like that, and the Masons, you just got to get into inner orders to do that yeah <laughs> right you gotta you gotta work your yeah, way into being more casual total. and then it's okay to like you know run <laughs> underage kids and do drugs you know but uh oh, and yeah.
0: that, that reminds me today's episode is sponsored by the order of the royal jesters so shout out <laughs> shout out to you guys man lodge number six six five. Oh, off by one too that sucks for you guys yeah you know, you know this
1: Royal Order of the Moose 666 in, the, in actually the Liberty Building in New York City?
0: That's interesting. There's all, you know, there's, uh, I think I sent you a picture of this.
1: Right? The, what was the
0: Flintstones one? Uh, the the Something of the Moose, uh, something Moose. Yeah, the, the Buffalo said, but they actually have legit um, Masonic orders now that you can become whatever the hell the, uh, the Flintstones were. I mean, everyone knows it's like an inside joke, but like you can get the little pin and everything.
1: Yeah, that's what, oh, sorry,
0: I took us totally off
1: track, but long story short, I got a letter in the mail, and uh, it was telling me that I was kicked out for doing what I did.
0: So it was like, you know, you
1: don't quit, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, imagine that's what they did. Imagine they got the paperwork, and they're like, oh, we'll just kick them out now. Mm. I didn't even think of that. I don't know, like, when you mail it to whoever you're sending it to, if they actually contact, like the lodge person, either the lodge manager and be like, Oh, you know, Nick sent us his paperwork. Or do they tell them like after the fact, like so-and-so has been removed. You know, I don't know how that works.
0: I feel like what they do is they take your name from like the good boy list and they put it on the shit list kind of like Scientologists have the list of, you know, I, I forgot the the name for that one too, but there's like a certain name and if your name gets on that list, it's like you're allowed to just treat that person differently.
1: You know, I will have to say, though, I, I mean, unless they contacted, like, my old personal accounts that I haven't used in years and years, I never got any shit mm. from them. So, I mean, I have to, I, I am kind of impressed with that. Never so, had so they, they like hit
0: that. you for DMCA for just reading some of their materials, I guess, are all, all their materials are still copyrighted by the OTO well, directly, or how does yeah, that work?
1: I don't know how that, you I don't know because the whole thing is, is like, all right, I took, what is the name of that book? The Secret Rituals of the OTO. I did, Now, there's a lot of stuff in there that is incorrect. Hmm. And when I was kind of going through it, I was actually adding in what was you know done because like, I don't even think the book does tell you some of the handshakes and some of the words that it said. I don't think they're correct or it doesn't tell you that shit is still missing or it's wrong. So like I was adding, I was fixing everything that I caught on and could realize or that I remembered that was completely wrong and kind of like did it that way. So, I mean, I was using a book or I don't know if it was either the book or me actually like saying the real shit that I experienced. You know what I'm saying?
0: Do you leave anything out or or have you done like a tell all of your whole experience? Or are there there some secrets that you keep secret?
1: No, no. When I, when I did, when I first came out, I was very like, I guess. Uh, Very angry at the OTO, even though, like, it's hard to explain. It really isn't, like, it's partially their fault and partially just humans are fucking morons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and they take advantage of it. But, like, I was, uh, yeah, I had no problem, like, basically saying anything about. The only thing I really didn't do was I never got into names and addresses and places because I knew. Oh, right. like, because of the, Because of humans being crazy. You know, I could say something and then someone can hear that and go do something when I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Well, and could, now, you, like, could you like, could you drop on me? Here. Like, what's yeah. the
0: secret handshake? Like, if I were to just go to some OTO lodge and I wanted to, like, get to the, the secret boss at the end, you know what I mean? The one that, that gives you, like, the extra gold coin or whatever. Like, what what kind of handshakes? What kind of things do I got to say? Like, oh, how how do, how do I, I, just, I just bust just, up in a lodge?
1: I mean, well, first off, you could just show up anyway, uh, on if, as long as it's an open day. But um, I think, you know, funny is that when they do do that stuff, from my experience, again, now maybe when you get higher up, I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've only ever seen really, I mean, in initiations, you will go through like the new shit. And that uh, some rituals you will do like kind of um, stuff, but it's like only the mineral which is like half in and half out. You're not even a full member for the most part from what I remember. Like that's the one thing that I think they constantly will do. It's not like anything above that to that. I could still tell like, well, so what
0: was the highlight of the initiation? Oh, uh,
1: I mean, you go like that and then you, you put your hand down by your bottom and act like you're cutting your stomach across. I mean, that is like, that's is yeah. Yeah. Uh, you pump your thumb a few times. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, you will pump someone's thumb either three times by four. Or four when you say times pump your thumb. Three. What? Can you give me a visual on? You oh, like, out, giving they, them a thumbs up. Thumbs up, and then they go.
0: That's a little gay. That's a little gay. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah, we accept it's, all it's, kinds it's, here. You want to pump thumbs? Out. You can
1: pump thumbs. Check this out. You want to hear some weird, wild shit? Now, in 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 that Minerval, you're on your way to Heliopolis. You're heading to Heliopolis and then you get stopped by like these people and they take you to a camp. Heliopolis in Gematria equals thumbs up. Interesting. And you go and you pump your thumbs.
0: (laughs) And and that's that's significant to me, at least, because um, like Mathers, right, Mathers was one of the OGs in the OTO, the Golden Dawn. And the Mather's cipher is one of the popular gamatria ciphers that people
1: oh, still I use.
0: They sometimes refer to it as the Hebrew cipher, although technically oh, it's, okay. it's like a All Mather's right. cipher.
1: Oh yeah, no, I use a, a Hebrew and English when I do one.
0: That's that's interesting. Okay, so so you go in, they they stroke your thumb a few times, you know, and yeah. like a, a oh, weird that's way. like
1: at the end, like after you've done everything, they will. You know.
0: and and you said you didn't get that high. How high did you get, and how high is there?
1: The third. As far as I got,
0: okay. Is it is it loosely based on like Freemasonic um, hierarchy and whatnot, or have you have you ever looked I in mean, to see if how much it correlated?
1: I know, like in the higher up ones, you do start getting into. Um, I mean, I could probably pull it up, but like I probably freestyle it enough now. Anyway, um, the higher see, well, one thing too: the fifth, the fifth degree, you have to be asked to do you can petition up to the fourth anyway by yourself. You know, and then unless like you're a complete idiot or they think like there's something off with you, like you might be a danger to people. You know, you'll keep going at least. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, after that, in the ones higher up, you, you know, I think I'm just taking a guess. This might be even like, Freemasonic in a sense too you almost start getting like at these degrees there'll also be like little add-ons that you can add or like little names or titles that start coming. It's not just like that one degree then there's like other little things that can attach to it and you start getting like Knights Templar shit you you will see a lot of the same names that you see that come with grades and degrees in other places and Mm. stuff that I've seen in Freemasonry.
0: Yeah, Freemasonry has some of that, but it's like you go into the Blue Lodge and now you get like the Knights Templar stuff. Or if you go into the Scottish Rite, that's when you get what people consider like the high degrees uh, up to like 32 or 33. Um, but I, I'm not really as familiar with all the little ancillary stuff unless you start volunteering to, you know, show up at Lodge and, you know, clean the kitchen and stuff. Then you might get like little special titles like the Grand Consort. And it's like, you made great mashed potatoes one night. I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, so like this, like um, there is, I'll read all some of them. Like in the lovers, uh, toward the fifth degree, you can have the sovereign prince of the Rose Cross and the knight of the pelican and eagle, knight of the red eagle, a member of the senate of knight of hermetic philosophers. The sixth one, you can be illustrious knight of the order of Kadosh. I'm a Grand inquisitor, commander, uh, prince of the royal secret. Um, perfect Pontiff of the of the Illuminati, Epop of the Illuminati, Initiate of the Sanctuary of the Gnosis. This one I like, especially since I've been covering the Gilgo Beach. Rex summus Sanctismus. Do you have all that at the bottom of your business
0: card? What?
1: You're right, imagine that.
0: Just put, put all the little titles on the bottom?
1: Yeah, if you're like... Oh,
0: on your link, put on your LinkedIn and just start applying the jobs and they, they check you out and like, well, yeah. this
1: guy's guy for real. <laughs> They'd be, like, they'd be like, yo, I gotta copy and paste and Google this. I don't even know what to start. <laughs> so Either that what, or they'll think I'm into LARPing. <laughs> well what, what was it? I mean, I
0: actually would love to get into that that topic, but uh what was it about the OTO and not I don't know, a million other, you know, why wasn't it the was, like the, the Knights of Columbus or something?
1: It's actually more of like <laughs> I actually would have preferred the Golden Dawn. Because I was looking for something that was a little bit more of like uh, schooled and a little bit more rigid. Um, didn't have much of like the same look as the OTO. And I, you know, I believe Crowley was an occult genius. But I wasn't like into something that was just like all going to be like Crowley, 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 Crowley. You know, I really wasn't caring for that. And there was no golden dawn near me. At least not that I could find. Um, and I w- happened to like just was like, yeah, I'll te- check the OTO because I have watched a lot of their stuff on YouTube. A lot of lodges even have like informative or like I guess podcasts or shows on like you know their own topics. And I used they, to like do they watch- DMC themselves just for good measure? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Part of the ritual. Himself
1: themselves a copyright.
0: Yeah. It's it's like the self-flagellation, right? Like open <laughs> day.
1: But uh so I, I happened to look up uh which is you know real easy. I I mean I'm sure like most people realize these things aren't hard to find that listen to our shows. Um, it was US, you know, OTO.USA.org or some shit like that. It was really easy. I found it. And I was like, oh, there's one twenty-five minutes, 20 minutes away from me when I lived in Queens. So I was like, I, I guess that's really like my only option because like I knew um, somebody that I was friends with told me maybe the Martinists, but there wasn't any around me. And he was a Mason himself. I knew a few Masons already, and they had already told me, like, if you want to get into magic, like, you're going to have to join this and wait, like, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not going to, you know, at least with the OTO or the Golden Dawn that you're starting off with. You're you about the Martinists have, like, a
0: 10-year waiting list?
1: No, no, no. He was getting at, like, you know, before anybody in the Freemasons want to admit that there's actually occultism and magic, you got to oh, have right. to wait until you get up fucking high enough for anybody to start talking about
0: it. Uh, Maybe. I mean, I, I was only a Master Mason and and... St- one of my brothers in lodge started mentioning be, how it was like magical rituals and
1: stuff. I guessing it could also be very much probably like you're saying location in a sense too. You know, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, actually,
1: sure just, just from things that I've seen with the OTO, each lodge kind of has like its own flair and its own fucking its own secrecy and its own little way we want to do things and whatever.
0: Yeah, dude. I I don't. A grain of salt on this one, but I talked to someone recently that said that they had joined Freemasonry to expose it. And then I mean they were they were dropping some hot fire, like some stuff that they shouldn't have been saying, but it's nothing that you couldn't find on your own. Mm -hmm. But he was saying that in the West Coast, Freemasonry, they don't care about memorization. They don't care about a whole lot of um sort of like the the regular guidelines. And they just want you to read secret teachings of all ages, secret doctrine and uh, like a few other books, and they'll just quiz you on, I guess, the minutia of some of that esotericism. That doesn't that didn't sound right to me. But again, I I have no idea how it operates in California. I'm not even sure if California is a real place, still. But yeah, here yeah. in the southern jurisdiction, it's very strict on memory work. Like you have to be able to train your mind to memorize like a book's worth of content, and that's basically the bar to get in. So I couldn't I couldn't imagine something being so different where it's like yeah in california you just kind of like have to know a lot of manly palmer hall and they're like yeah you're in bro you know here's your surfboard here's your apron type of deal i don't know how it worked but
1: you know what i wanted to ask um just real quick i know for me like whenever i did like initiations like you know they start running off their whole like little like threat of you repeating stuff and like I guess for the most part, I mean, maybe you'll understand what I'm getting at. Like, in initiations, sometimes I'm, like, not even really paying attention to what's going on because I'm thinking <laughs> about what just happened, what's going to happen next, and it's like, you know, your mind really isn't taking everything in. I, in my opinion, it was going to other people's after the fact. Exa- right. Yeah, it's it's being able to be an observer. It's totally and, different, yeah. Yeah, dude. But besides that, when they, you know, they'd say those things and it's just, you know, it sounds all like, oh, okay. And then, like, after the fact, like, when I even started to think of, like, covering, you know, I told you prior that, like, I had problems. <laughs> like, are they going to hunt me down and, and cut me open? <laughs> I, well, see, I started looking at it, and I started reading it, and I was like, you know, in my opinion, if you are an actual somebody who's experienced magic, I think these are all empty, empty threats, actually.
0: I, I'm with you on that. I don't want to get too too deep into the specifics, but I really do personally believe and this might not be widely accepted in freemasonry and elsewhere (laughs) but i believe that those are all very like metaphorical threats the threats themselves are also hidden knowledge like you read you read (laughs) those and you're supposed to interpret that as secret knowledge and if you look if you think like someone's actually going to cut you open then like you're like you don't understand it still like you need to go back and start over from the first degree again and work yourself up until you but I also know that there's some like super crusty OGs that have been, you know, that have been in lodge longer than I've been on the planet, and I'm they sure would completely disagree.
1: I'm sure, yeah. But I was gonna say, like, I, for me, that was another thing too. Like, honestly, I never did notice anything illegal with the OTO. But if I did, I don't know because again, like, now I'm starting. You just
0: didn't get high enough, man. That's what. That's <laughs> well, what
1: I. When I well, talk to people about Freemasonry,
0: and they're like, "Man, I, I heard this guy, like, you know, this lodge, they kidnapped a bunch of kids and like they did all this." And it's like, man, I've never heard anything remotely close to that. They do like St. John's Day and they do like, you know, the little fez things in a little car sometimes yeah. and they raise money for, you know, hospitals We're like, I ah, yeah, yeah, but that, that must just be at the higher degrees, bro. That's at like 33 <laughs> or 34. That's when that, that starts.
1: Yeah. But it, like what it, basically what I was saying is like, I never said anything that was really going to affect them really. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, nobody's going to get in trouble. Nobody's life is going to be changed after what I said. <laughs> You know, well, are th- are there any like
0: secrets that you could really divulge that would be like okay, now you don't have to go to an OTO lodge ever because I just told you this thing. Like, spoiler alert: if I told you like who the killer in Scream One was, and I now it's like you, now you don't have to go in and
1: see it. Unfortunately, like that would be just a matter of an opinion and not something like you know that I could like say well, that. They well, told- what
0: would be the thing if
1: there were a thing? That you could say, what would that thing be? That magic is, in my opinion, separating your soul from your body, mm. and it's not what most people think at all. Separating from,
0: so like the the anyway, magic is is in you, and you're taking parts of it out in order to use magic.
1: You you leave your body. My opinion, it's basically an NDE,
0: a you near death experience. Yeah, yourself
1: an NDE every time you have magic. In my opinion.
0: Experience or a a near unalive experience, as YouTube calls them.
1: Yeah, no. The thing is, is I don't think any. uh, I think there's a lot of people who never even have that thought in their mind that that's actually what magic is. And then if you were to have that experience, that could really fucking rock you to the core.
0: I've never, I've never heard that as being related to to magic, but I guess. How familiar with are you with Rosicrucianism? Did you ever get into that at all? No. No, because I. I mean, I. Again, I'm a I'm an actual bumpkin when it comes to these like esoteric groups outside of you know Freemasonry. But it, my interpretation, correct me as I get things wrong, but it's it was that the uh, Golden Dawn started and Golden Dawn turned into OTO and OTO had less rules than Golden Dawn, and then there was also Rosicrucianism, but Rosicrucianism was for men only. And I believe that was what kind of spawned the Golden Dawn originally was they were like, well, we want to be able to do what the Rosicrucians are doing, but be co-ed. And then somehow the OTO came out of Golden Dawn because of Crowley, and Crowley had some sort of beef with the OTO guys. How much of that, or had with the Golden Dawn guys, how much of that is correct?
1: Do the OTO even have broad strokes? The OTO came from Freemasonry. You used to be able to transfer over if you were a higher degree enough Used to be able to transfer over into the OTO at a different degree because they were connected. When Crowley, well, told, is, when that, Crowley is that yes? It is true. I'm sorry. I know you. Well, hold pro- on, hold on, hold on. Mason. Was it
0: bi-directional, though? Because I could understand if they were like, well, if you got into the third degree masonry, then you can transfer into OTO. But could you just go into OTO and then immediately? Oh no,
1: no, no! You had to be a free. No, if you were a Freemason, you can go into the OTO. Right. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But it came from people from that were Freemasons.
0: Right, it was the, it was the dudes that wanted to talk magic after yeah. after
1: the the lodge was over. So okay, and so, then, and then uh, the Golden Dawn—that's its own separate entity. Uh, so Crowley got kicked out of the Freemasons. He also got kicked out of the Golden Dawn. But uh, it's,
0: it's disputed if he was ever actually in the Freemasons or if he was oh, like, yeah, yeah. M- maybe, well, yeah, whatever. I
1: actually question a lot of his stories. I think a lot of them are actually just occult tales. Especially, do you, do you think mountain. he really climbed mountains? I think, it, I think that just goes along with being a goat and occult symbolism, Twin Peaks shit like that. Yeah, true. I mean, if he very much could have for knowing, it's like I'm reenacting occultism, you know. But I, I do think a lot of his some of some of them, for sure. I I do think is just occult tales. But to get back to it, um, Theodore uh, Theodore Roos and I think one or two other guys had the uh, OTO. Then Crowley had written the Book of the Law. They came across the Book of the Law and thought that he was writing about them. So he contact they contacted him and it was like, "Yo, dude, what's up? You're, this is the story again." You know, um, they're like, "Yo, dude, what's up? Like, you're 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 dropping our secrets. You're putting our secrets out there." And he's like, "I don't even know who the hell you are." And then they met up and they handed him the OTO, and then he said that he thought because there was a ridiculous amount of degrees to match Freemasonry. He thought it was ridiculous how many degrees there was in Freemasonry that he knocked out like fucking half of them or whatever and left it with like 12 or 13, you know, and try to like condense them as well. So that was a change. And like he even changed the initiations, uh, the degrees, and then uh, the book of the law was like their Bible.
0: Yeah. And and I think that in Europe, the rites of Memphis and Misrium were fairly large and they went up to like 99 degrees. Uh, and then even when people started coming over into the United States, originally, like there was not a lot of agreement on how many degrees there would be until Albert Pike kind of came. Albert Pike was like the guy that standardized it. Um, you know, another Illumina- fellow Illuminati member. Did his name ever come up in, in any of your Illuminati talks at the OTO?
1: No, mm, you know, it was so funny there. They were like, you know, I, I guess, cause I was into conspiracies, which got me even into joining the OTO And uh, it's like when you went in there, it's like they really weren't into I don't know. It was very weird. What was the the average age group in there? It was probably like mid to late 30s, you know, maybe 40s. But like, uh, you know, like conspiracy stuff was like they would joke around about how like, oh, yeah. And people think like, you know, it's the Illuminati is real and, you know, these things that we're doing, you know, they would joke around thinking like, you know, this shit really doesn't happen. I'm like, really? Like, you don't like I, I understand we're in something, but like there's always going to be one grimy piece of shit doing something screwed up out of a hundred people, two hundred people. You can't say out of the whole organization, all of that stuff is not true. Just by odds, some of it's probably going to be to an extent. It's just a law of number. And but- yeah, and they just want to ignore, like, oh, it's so funny. They're so stupid, those people. And it's like, no, you're actually ignorant. You don't even know what magic is. You don't even know what your will is.
0: Well, so, so this uh, brings me into a good segue because, uh, I've got a list of questions. I got some rapid fire questions and right. basically I want to hear how valid you think some of these topics are. So if you give something a one, it's like, that's, you know, it's bullshit. It's a psyop, you know, it's a silly, silly fruit little thing. And if you give it a 10, it's like, I'm all in, you know, a hundred percent reptilians <laughs> exist or whatever. Oh, <laughs> So and I, and I and I wrote I wrote some of these um specifically good. for for you. So I just want to see you. what you're and then based on what you answer here we'll go on a, a few other little tales. Oh, this is like a wish way book. <laughs> you remember so, those? Okay. Oh man, and and I forgot. I got to start this one. Uh one the first important question. New York Patriot, are you a cop? No. Cuz if you're a cop, you have to tell me. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to lie about this. If I if I ask it straight up like this, are you a cop? Nope. <laughs> All right. Everyone, everyone heard it. Everyone I am a it. felon. Oh, are we allowed are we allowed to talk like this? Is this violating parole for anybody? No. What are you a felon for? Oh, I've mentioned it on
1: my show plenty of times, actually. I've like never hit in that.
0: Who'd you? What went, are your I went, crimes? To to I want. I to go yeah. Scientologist now. What are your crimes? What are your crimes? What are your I crimes? I was.
1: Uh, I went to federal prison for. Uh, I did two and a half years. Well, really two years with good time and halfway house. I did two years for selling steroids on the internet. Sweet.
0: You said yeah. it was two years and it was a good time. Is that what you said?
1: I don't know about a good time, but <laughs> no, I did two years with good time. <laughs> it was very, dude. It was like being in the Twilight Zone for two years. It was the most bizarre experience. Prison. I guess because I went to a low. You know, it's like, you know, that's like nothing. You're not going to see crazy, really crazy shit there at a low. I guess like that was just like a free for all for like all sorts of shit that I never thought would have been acceptable in prison. So,
0: yeah, it's yeah, just like leaving the bad kids alone. And Yeah, the it was. Yeah.
1: It's like, yeah, it was bad enough to where it's like you'd be walking through the yard and you'd see pedophiles sitting at a, at a table playing magic cards or trading comic books like and they had their own bocce ball court. I was like, how does this
0: happen in prison? The, do you think any of them were in Epstein's Black Book? Oh, I have no or idea. Or was it was it not that high enough?
1: I mean, we had some sick people in there. I mean, I don't want to waste the time and screw up the show by going into the charges and stuff. But you know. no, Actually, I've, I've I've got a printout of your rap sheet
0: right here. I'm going to go over <laughs> it. Step by, no. I uh, was in a, i can, I'm not going to go into it either, but I was in military confinement for a while. So from what I true. hear, though... Uh, like going to like a regular jail or a prison was preferable to military confinement I, I have heard that you from could people. like yes if you wanted to you could sleep or you could smoke or you could just like do your own thing and in in the military do like every five minutes was scheduled and you had to be like standing on a line and you were like cleaning all the time so yeah okay so so we, we detracted here we go we're gonna we're gonna do a score of one to ten on a bunch of these different topics and just try to like go quick if Okay, if yeah. you if you're like on the fence and you want to explain it more just throw it a 5 and we'll get into it. All right, cool. Did Aleister Crowley talk to aliens and or demons? Uh 10. Okay, so you're you're convinced that he definitely did. We're we're going to get into that. Uh well, maybe I should
1: say that a 5 because it's like a yes but Okay, sorry. all right. We'll, we'll get to I'm already screwing there. It up. I'm already screwing up, sorry.
0: Did we bury Osama bin Laden at sea in May 2011? One. The <laughs> The law of attraction is an actual law and not just self-help silliness. Give that like a seven. Did the Knights Templars kiss cat buttholes?
1: Have you ever heard that before? If they did, I'm very interested in hearing about that. We'll we'll talk about it. (laughs) How how correct do you think that is? I mean, I don't think so, but nothing would surprise me. Okay, okay.
0: World, uh, all the world's fair buildings were here already and we destroyed them. I would give that like a six or a seven, six. Okay. We're definitely going to that. Could a normal person buy a book off Amazon and then summon demons that weekend and actually do something? Uh,
1: I mean, uh, I'll give that a five. Sorry. I
0: thought too long. Okay. All right. Uh, could we have cars that run on water, but the government just won't let us have them.
1: <laughs> I think so. Actually. Yeah. Okay. I think we Epstein. might have actually had those already.
0: Epstein hung himself. One. Uh, the okay. Your phone is recording everything you say, even when it's off.
1: I'd say that's probably like an eight eight or a nine. Celebrity clones are real. I'm sure there has to be at least one out there. More than one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's okay. a few out of ten. Do we ever that. land on the moon? I don't
0: think so. One oh okay so so that's the end of the the one through tens but i want to get into that one immediately okay flat earth hollow earth round earth do you care do you have a stand i mean in
1: my opinion i do think that we're probably like almost like a projection onto something flat you know but uh i besides that i mean i see to me i don't think like the I, my opinion i don't think anything out there is actually real so do you think, like, if if you were to take a plane
0: from here and could you circumnavigate the globe and, you know, would that be because it's a sphere? Like, how how would that work if you were to circumnavigate it? Or do you think that you can't circumnavigate it? Well, I
1: think, like, if you probably, like, if we were allowed to fly anywhere the fuck we wanted, I'm sure mm-hmm. then we might be able to, like, go from one end to the next because it's flat. So the uh, th- do you
0: believe that there's like an Arctic wall and there's like something beyond the Arctic wall?
1: I have wondered that, but again, like I, I also, you know, in my opinion, the flat Earth. But see, this is even another thing, and even another reason why I even question what we even see out there. The flat Earth model even looks a lot like the inside of your eyeball, and I did just spend like three episodes talking about occult symbolism in your eyeball. Yeah, that's, you know, that's an
0: awesome topic.
1: Yeah, so like I I do. Uh, that's kind of, like, in my opinion, I do think the moon is, like, not even, like, real, in a sense. Like, I think it's, like, a reflecting kind of thing. It's, like, it could be, like, the lens inside of our eye, in a sense. Do you believe in the
0: localized sun, or whatever they call it? Is where, like, the, the sun is, like, within the firmament?
1: I think what we're seeing out there is literally just being projected out of our eyeballs.
0: Hmm. So, I mean, so that obviously um you know eliminates any chance of us going out into space and so that so does this just NASA is paid to be just a PSYOP program and that's where all their funding essentially
1: goes. I mean going by what Elon Musk is doing right now I think he's just like showing an occult idea over and over and over again. He's boasting. He's like or showing what's going on in the times right now. I think all that rocket ship shit is all occult symbolism. I mean fucking Jack Parsons was in the OTO. That guy loved rockets. David Bowie. You know, I mean, he's got shit with you know space rockets. He admits, you know, he doesn't hide. He was in the Golden Dawn.
0: Do you think? Kubrick.
1: Kubrick had anything to do with this? Um, if you know, if there was, if they used somebody that was already making movies and was well known, it wasn't just like a. Well, I mean, probably no Kubrick was working for the government, but like if they were to use somebody, I would, I would suspect they would have probably. Maybe I've used him because I do think like, wasn't he even like the first movie person to even give like the film look of space technically kind of?
0: Yeah. So if you believe in predictive programming, then he's the one that got to tell you, here's what space looks like. So then they show you, okay, here's what space looks like. And yeah. it, it fits what you were expecting. I'm curious, would that, would that make him a good guy or a bad guy in your eyes or, or neutral? If it came out and I was like, yeah, Stanley Kubrick, we found evidence a hundred percent. He helped NASA fake the moon landings.
1: Yeah, I mean, he didn't help. I mean, he he helped. He helped <laughs> get a lie to project to humanity. I mean, that's even like the cited kind of thing. And I, I know this is getting like really far off, but it's I like I could easily put it this way. Maybe you'll understand. Like some people like to think that, that um, some people in World War II may not have really have been the bad guy. And I'll even give credence to that. That maybe some of the stuff like that was no different than COVID with propaganda. But if you are complicit with playing that character still, because you are part of the play, you are just, just as guilty as the bad guy. It's just like wrestling. It's scripted. If you're involved in the script, you're both the same. So this might, uh, you know, don't get mad
0: at me since you're a New York patriot. And I'm just kidding. Cause I know that you, you already mentioned that name, but like, uh. I actually believe that if, if anyone is that angry at the, the Germans of World War II, we're not going to say the name. It'll just be less work for me editing for yeah, 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 YouTube. Right. You can say anything you want, but it just it's just going to be yeah. more work for me. Uh, but yeah, so, so a lot of people villainize the Germans of World War II. Rightfully so, because the, the agenda and the, the whole thing, horrible, right? But if you really cared that much, you'd also know that all of that mentality came directly from america like we outsourced it to germany and all they did was industrialized it they just they turned it into a factory process whereas in the u.s it was a capitalistic process we were like hey come do this thing so that you won't have kids anymore and we'll give you these government benefits or we'll give you like actual money i'll cut you a check right now if you if you tie a dick you know a knot in your dick right now and that was kind of how they did it and they would do iq tests and stuff but it was kind of like little opt in a little bit like, Hey, maybe you won't, you know, maybe you won't eat uh, this month unless you do this thing. And so it it became like a really horrible decision, uh, again, sort of like the, like a pandemic might be, but the Germans were just like, Oh no, we're just going to institute this at the state level and just turn this thing into like a factory job. And by doing that, you know, that they, they showed the whole world like, Oh, if you do this at scale, it's just as bad as it sounds on paper. And then everyone kind of reeled back. But I mean, they all came, even the worst of the Germans. We were like, hey, come back over here. We want to read your notes, right? Like, <laughs> be our yeah. study buddies.
1: So, I, I had somebody in my chat on a live recently. I don't even know what I was talking about that brought it up, but they had just said, like, almost like the same thing as you. Like, came from here, bounced, took it over there. And then, like, they almost kind of, like, just even perfected it and then sent it back over here, kind of recently, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like even like, look at the fact of getting Antifa. You know what I'm saying? I think that was actually an idea that was kind of sold to them, perfected over there. And now we got these idiots coming over here now, you know, or popping up over here now. It's like, what the fuck?
0: Well, you want a side of Starbucks? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. <laughs> actually, Chase Bank? Bank Dunkin' Donuts. It's, Bank right <laughs> Dunkin Donuts. <laughs> it's, it's cheaper too. <laughs> That's why. But paying $8 for a fucking coffee, I'll pay 5 <laughs>
0: You you mentioned, uh, first you said 10, and then you said 5. Alistair Crowley talked to aliens or demons. So this is a reference to Lamb. But I, I just want to know either or. like did, Do you think Alistair Crowley talked to some kind of a supernatural entity for real, and it wasn't just him doing his Alistair Crowley thing of like, you know, I'm special?
1: No, I, I do think he... See, that was a problem, like saying the alien thing. I'm just like not too keen on that whole alien thing. Well, didn't he think it was an alien or no? He might have. Lamb. I mean, he drew it. In my opinion, he does say things that would make it seem like that, but it's like, it's hard to tell with that, dude. My opinion, though, I mean, Lamb. I don't think was an alien, even though it looked like a gray, but I I don't think he was really technically contacting, like, something that was, like, some flesh being or something that was in a spaceship. I think, if anything, he was just contacting, like, and as silly as it sounds, like, entities of a like, consciousness that's just like not like an egregore or yeah yeah that, that i guess or maybe like something like you know i don't want to say a god because like that's like the wrong word for me but like he was i he could have been des- definitely contacting something i just don't think it was going to show up in a spaceship you know and do you do you think that if he had that
0: ability was that like some innate ability that he just had from birth or do you think he like taught himself that from just reading esoteric stuff and putting himself through
1: rituals you know i i think to some extent i do think i mean from birth i think we are actually probably more prone to magic but doing magic is you know as we get older we kind of like start getting screwed out of it um so like maybe uh maybe he might have been a little bit more gifted or maybe it was just you know he was maybe very into it and just studied and studied and practiced a lot but I do think um I think he was gifted enough to where, you know, I, I think he, you at some point, especially with Anoki and Magic, this is just my opinion. I think like you can start like almost running a GPS to where you want to kind of shoot for when you start having magical experiences. And I think he was doing that. You mean like Although um he was just like as crazy as it sounds, maybe sending yourself farther back to source. And I think that could start getting darker and deeper in some ways is that the same as astral projection i would consider actual projection probably like kids play compared to like what he was doing really okay so, so after yeah, I, even, I would consider astral projection like i mean i guess you consider that with the magic with a k but i would consider magic with a k a little bit more beyond that to where it's like you're not even here anymore you're actually like your spirit's like in somewhere else like you so, might have uh, j- jumped lines and gone to different times or different places or something.
0: I used to joke around that magic with a K meant that like s- someone had to get off because, because cool. usually it was related to Crowley. Awesome. But I, I have found a book in the 1640s or something that had magic with a K in it. So uh, it might not belong to Crowley specifically.
1: Oh, neither does the Unicrystal Hexagram. You got that from somebody else too.
0: Are you saying that he was just ripping people off left and right? And that these old occultists were just repeating information and making it sound like they're the ones that found it? That's probably where Elon Musk got his playbook from. The, I, I was asking you before about Rosicrucians just because you, you've said a couple things now that reminded me a lot of Rosicrucianism. One of them is that, I don't know if, if I heard it as magic, but that um, like when you go to sleep or when you astral project or when you meditate or whenever you have an out-of-body experience like an NDE, really what's happening is that you've got this silver cord. I don't know if you've heard of the silver cord, but that like this, the silver cord like connects it to you. So it's like uh, your soul is connected to your body through this cord, but at night and, or when you die or in other certain instances, the cord actually can be severed. And in those cases, you're, you're, Spirit, whatever you want to call it, kind of hovers like above your body, and then if you like wake up or something, it's supposed to go back into your body really quick. But there's things that can happen where that doesn't happen, and then this is like maybe where the concept of ghosts and everything came from. Um, But this just reminded me of that aspect because the idea is that you kind of come from like above the. I'm going to simplify things, but you come from above the firmament, like there's just like amorphous blob soul. And as it drops down to the earth, it becomes more and more dense. And as it becomes more dense, it gets covered in matter, almost like putting a bunch of gloves on or putting like a bunch of condoms on. Right. And by the time you get down to the, the actual planet and you're born, it's like you've got 20 gloves on your hand. So you can still feel you still have a hand. And if you were to like smash it, you'd kind of like feel it moving around a little bit. But you don't have like the same sense of feeling as you would than if you had no gloves on and you were just touching your hand like normal. And this also represents some of like children are more magical than adults. It's because they are the closest to that original form of spirit. Um, and then as you get older, it's almost like it calcifies around you and you you like you you get resistant to it. It's like the movie Hook, right? Like the if uh, all the Peter Pan's kids, if they just like keep believing in Tinkerbell and fairies and magic, then you never grow up. And if you do, it like starts leaving you, and you can't fly anymore.
1: That's really good. Yeah, it is like that. <laughs> um, but apparently, I, I, they're
0: really strict there too, Rosicrucians. <laughs> it's not like the Lost Boys. I don't think you can have food fights.
1: That's interesting. That they, uh, that's pretty cool that they even like get into that stuff. Well, and there's a, there's another book
0: that was influenced by Rosicrucians. Manly Palmer Hall has a book called the, the Occult Anatomy of Man. And you mentioned something before we started recording. you were talking about the Seven seals and how you're gonna you can break down the entire logic of the Seven seals and what was it like ten words or less? Can you do that for us? Oh, I don't know about that. No I was just I'm just kidding about that. no, but he he <laughs> makes a he makes a statement in occult Anatomy, and it, it it blew my mind. I never heard this before, and now it's like one of my favorite things. but he he describes the Seven seals as if you could read the entire Bible as it were, like a historical, and you read everything as though they mapped to like geographical places and times and dates and people, and you could do it in a way that you actually understood it and it made sense. That's one seal. And now, if you can read the Bible again, but now you're reading it as like an anatomy manual, and every single person represents like an organ and every event represents like a process, like a biological process, well, now you've got two seals. So he was, I guess, hinting that seven seals really means being able to read any occult text, you know, take the the book of law, anything, and being able to read it in seven different contexts, and then by like the hermetic principle, as above so below, and through analogy, that like a truly like a person that truly understands the Bible, for example, could read it in any of those different contexts and still Mm -hmm. be able to explain to someone else in another context. So that that. I've I've had never heard that before. Like is that are there other explanations of the seven seals? That you think are interesting or valid? Oh, um, it's such an I, abstract concept, right? Or is there like yeah. an agreed upon thing? Like, no, it was an actual wax seal.
1: I do think, like, hmm. you know, I was when we were going to cover it on the occult rejects. I was heavily going to focus on like tarot and Kabbalah. Um, but you know, again, tarot does in my the way I look at tarot, I do use it Kabbalistically on the way, on the tree, the way they fall on the tree. So, I mean, that's kind of why I was using that. It was more of pictorial to an art. But I, 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 it's almost very much like what you were saying. I, I do think even in the tree of life, you, with the spheres or the paths, I do think you can start seeing like a, seven things needing to change in order to get to like a magical experience. You know, or being able to break out of those seven handcuffs. You know, to have a magical experience. and uh, you know, even when it comes down to even like magic, my opinion, part of it will be like lowering your vibration down to like the earth's uh, vibration. and that is like it's a human like resonance or something. yeah, isn't that like a seven point something? So I'm like even there, like you're even getting the seven again with like tapping into the earth's vibration
0: interesting.
1: so it's you know, I, I think like the seven seals is there's a lot of things like you were saying, I think there's a lot of things that need to happen to start even like, Cracking one and getting all the way through.
0: Uh, Do you think David Koresh was anywhere near the seven seals?
1: I, you know, I have wondered if David Koresh might have actually understood magic.
0: Do you think magic is compatible with Christianity? Do you think there there could be Christians out there that are
1: legit? Yeah, is have you met any? I mean, I well, no, personally met no, but like people that I've seen on like in the media to me, like they claim to be, I don't think they are. I mean, put it this way, I guess, because of me possibly being a Christian or a Catholic a Christian for most of my life when I was religious, you know, so that's like half of it, probably really not much, but it was enough. And how much I, so of it
0: when you were thinking for yourself?
1: Oh, probably none. Yeah, no, but like, you know, I went, you know, normally just to go because of the family or whatever. Hmm. But so, like it was something I grew up around, especially as a child. So I don't know if that's why I went back to it, but like, yo, to be wholly honest with you, I i have even said myself on my own show that I do promote actually understanding the Bible because I think it's as cult as shit. Agreed. Yeah. Especially Revelation. So, right? like, so, in my opinion, like that is such an easy thing to just claim and use as occultism because you already understand that flair. If you understand what I'm getting at, I I do think like, you know, why some people will call themselves, uh, like some people will say that they're Jewish, but I really think they're Kabbalists, but it's just like, I can identify with Kabbalah in Hebrew, then I'll just claim Jew or whatever. But like Kanye West, perfect example. I think he's a magician. I think he's an occultist and he just gravitates to the Christian look and the Christian shit. It's all just little flares of occultism or a different aspect in, the, in, a, in an experience in occultism that they just like. Maybe that experience hit them more, maybe aesthetically, it looks better. It's a little bit more conservative, you know, and I think that they just run with that and use that. But it means something very much different. I even think you're getting that a lot with politicians when they're like, oh, I want to thank Jesus. Uh, they they claim that, they, you know, these conservatives are these hard Christians and Catholics, no, you're just an occultist, and you just pick that religion to talk
0: shit. <laughs> I know you're not talking about my Trump. Oh, I didn't even actually think it. Where, uh, where are you at now on religion? <sighs> it Sucks. I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my my uh, preconceived notions on the table here, because if you believe I, in in magic and demons, and it feels like you have to believe in spirit. And if you have to believe in spirit, then you kind of have to believe in like maybe a demonic or evil side of that spirit. So how far away are we from, you know, God and devil at that point?
1: No, I, I do uh religion. I, I do think. uh I mean, it's great that mm, it's hard to explain. I, I three think wor- probably, three words or less. It's too many rules me no no too many rules
0: that's actually great man maybe you do great with the three the three words or less uh,
1: stipulation too many rules <laughs> you know if people were allowed to explore that book and not be told how to practice it i think it would be a lot better are you listen to uh to hip-hop
0: eh, not really not anymore not, did, did you in the 90s and 2000s oh. or there there was a, a highly recommend this album. Not a lot of people take it seriously, but Sticky Fingers came out with a solo album, and I think it was called The Trial of Kirk Jones or something. But he has a song on that album where he's talking to God. I think it's called Talk to God, and he's like praying to God or something. Uh, it's it's a little annoying. It's not the best musically, but he asked this question, uh, or, or God responds, and he says this thing, and and like I can have never been able to shake it since I heard it. But he's saying like paraphrasing do you really think that i could create laws that could be broken and that always like really resonated with me and i always wonder that so i want to just ask you that and give credit to sticky fingers of all of all people in onyx uh but he he posed that question and it's still been an absolute fuck to me for you know multiple decades so do you think that god could create rules that could even be broken
1: uh no not really no i no i that's no i don't think so
0: so does that mean that any rules that could be broken are all just human made
1: yes yeah that's what i was thinking
0: i agree and with are that. you just are you just saying that
1: because you want to no, be a criminal and get away with it that's no I I didn't, I didn't want <laughs> i didn't want to drag on an answer and then you start hitting me with three words or less <laughs> no, I no, mean, my experience with, with magic, yes. From my experience with magic, I think there is a lot of rules and laws that are put onto us that is a problem. And that's actually what stops us from ever having these experiences. Do you, do you so, think so that... So what I'm saying is that you need to actually break them. And in my opinion, then like, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't think God would... No. I think you're right with that.
0: Do, do you think you could sit down and teach someone magic and like they would actually walk away knowing how to produce magic? Or do you think that, like, someone has to figure it out for themselves? Is it like doing, like, an ollie on a skateboard or, like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like is there an analogy that you could even paint to it?
1: I mean, I could give people, the, like, what I did to get to that point with, like, certain practices, you know, like, with meditations and breathing work and stuff like that. But I, I really, do like, to a certain extent, it's really going to have to be within the person, too. You know, what, the whole the- shadow work even comes with that as well.
0: What kind of like, fiz- like, so again, I'm a bumpkin when it comes to the magic stuff. So like, I come from Harry Potter magic. All right. So that, like, so I imagine, you know, like OTO, you get to the high levels and they're like blasting fireballs out of like, you know, wands or something. I, I don't know. Street Fighter. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Street fighter. Is there anything at all? Like, what is the closest thing to that that you think might be valid in that? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example as like one. Is that there's a concept that, you know, some of these Buddhist monks can go out into the snow and just like melt the snow all around them and raise their body temperature to levels that like clearly they've got control over what's normally like an automatic system in your body, right? So maybe I'll consider that as like a physical, like if someone did that in front of me, I'd be like, okay, that's magic. You know what I mean? Like you you're pressing the hell out of me. Is there anything like that that you think that? you could have seen or learned or or attained to in the OTO or other sort of Western esotericism?
1: Uh, You know, tell you the truth, you know, most of the stuff at the lodge was very, just like almost, you know, cookie cutter. I would never like, it was like maybe one or two things in my experience in the OTO where I might've actually like felt something, but a lot of it, they'll even tell you there the magic all happens on your own at home. Um uh, my own experience is like what you had said about somebody melting snow I actually think that would probably happen after they've had a magical experience because I think you will actually like kind of put off a lot of heat and energy after the fact from my experience. Um one of the things that I did that did also like very much convinced me that magic was real but I couldn't I mean I guess I could explain and try to tell you what I yeah, did. Yeah, please. No, no. I'm, well, I'm just saying, well, it was, you know, b- blowing out the candle. I, haven't I told you about that before? Maybe I haven't. Blowing out a candle, just like the thought. Okay, yeah. No, I think I remember you told me about this one. Yeah, so I mean, like that proved like that right there was like something that shook me to my core. because Consistently?
0: Like, I, or did it just happen like the one time and that time. shook you?
1: Well, oh no. The, well, it happened like three fucking, almost three. T- I started noticing the light flickering. And then it happened again. And then I tried to do it. And then it did flicker. And then I finally put it out. And I said, "That's enough." Then so you I mean, were solo I did, here. I was inside my house, inside my living room, hmm. sitting in a chair with my. You'd have like team. an
0: OTO person, like, like hiding behind yeah. the, the couch with like the canned air. I wish,
1: because <laughs> that did freak me the fuck out. Honestly, I'll be totally honest. That wasn't like that wasn't like a cool thing at the time. Because like that what? really did prove to me like to something I just literally changed physical reality, and like so that's why, why would that be scary why, though? Because that according to everything that I have grown up believing, that shouldn't happen. That just told me everything I've been told is a lie. That's hard to swallow, my man.
0: Well, maybe, but I mean, if you're also fairly receptive to say like flat Earth or a projected Earth, it doesn't sound that much crazier than magic is real. Well, I thought I didn't believe that until after magic. Okay. So was, was that like a, like a floodgates opening moment? Yes. Yes, for sure. What, what other things that you, did you not believe before that? And then started to believe after that, like anything like super outlandish that if you went back in time and you could talk to yourself pre candle and be like, yo, this shit's real. Like what, what part would old you be like, bro, like, (laughs) come on, man, you're being extra.
1: Believe it or not, I mean, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I do believe there might be a reason for all these things, but it, I have looked back and just thought that, like, some of the stuff, like, overdoing all, like, the stones, the herbs, the this and that, and making sure I have all these, you know, these stones match Mars or it matches this guy or it matches this sphere. Doing all that stuff, I look back at it and just think it was kind of pretty much in the long run, probably a waste of money, and was just a lot of woo-woo silly shit. You know? so
0: this is I mean, you have to correct me because I'm just talking from what I understand, but like the the special stones and the herbs, usually that's when you're trying to make a talisman or bring some kind of like an energy from the planets based on the constellations above you. So you try to like match you know what's above, so below. Yeah. And then that gives you like a better chance, right? It's like buying 20 lottery tickets instead of buying one lottery ticket when you're doing something, but it doesn't necessarily mean you've got like better chances overall.
1: I could say, I think my idea of magic, um, changed hugely. Or like my idea of like understanding like magic, Uh, like after the fact, I guess my idea of what white magic or black magic or all that stuff is, uh, that, I think, changed because like, looking back at my magical experience, this actually you know, was a perfect example. You know, We're talking about candles, and maybe I'll make a candle for this to happen or for that to happen. Me looking at actually myself even doing any of that, I found silly as shit. Because it's just like, in my opinion, that actually is black magic, in my opinion. Me doing anything to actually try to change this reality at all, without changing me first, is black magic. Really, and me, 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 just being in existence. My honest opinion is black magic. Just you or everybody, us existing, is black magic. Because all we do here is take everybody else away from their will. You know what I'm
0: saying. This this sounds very kabbalistic. I don't, what's what's the book by like the three people The the Kabbalion oh, yeah. the Kabbalion. They, they They mentioned something similar to this that all life is is constantly screwing up. And then once you get it perfect, you almost get like sucked back into the hole. But then if you don't get it perfect, you have to like keep reliving it over and over again. And the the ideal is that everyone lives a perfect life. And they all get sucked back into the hole. And then we're all just like a big, perfect ball of goo at some point,
1: I guess, I don't know, like astral goo. Uh, but it it sounds very much like that, and it even goes back even to like, you know, even stuff with. When I started covering the eyeball series, I mean, unfortunately, that even solidified my idea even more about that because I do think, you know, the white magic and the black magic, it does, you know, in my opinion, when you have a magical effect, you're going to have one eye open and one eye pinned. You know, going in, your pupil is going to be smaller, so it's going to look like you have more white of the eye showing. You're going into yourself having a magical experience. And then when you shoot back out into this fucking shithole of an experience, that is black magic because now your pupil's bigger.
0: Would it have any effect on you if you were blind? Like on how magical you could be?
1: I uh, you know, I have wondered about that. I have seriously wondered about that. I've wondered if that makes it easier for them. Because I mean, in my if opinion, you didn't have off- eyes at all. Yeah, in my opinion, I you're kind of shut in my opinion, I think you're shutting off your eyes too. You're going to like the, stop. To tears, you're going to pretty much uh, choke your eye out of oxygen, and then you'll go from the aqueous humor into the vitreous humor, and you'll be like Jesus, turning water into wine, and then you'll head to the optic nerve, like they tell you in the the degree. The God name is on because I was supposed to go to the optic nerve, and they just dragged me somewhere else.
0: Okay, yeah, that was the initiation <laughs> ritual. That was the that was the programming part. That was the tr- the trauma. That they usually implant some other lesson during that that little motion there. Yeah.
1: No, but I I, yeah, I I do think like even when it comes down to white magic and black magic, I even do think that that is even pertaining to your eyeballs. But like, yeah, even my whole idea of like what I was saying, what magic was after that experience, honestly, me thinking like what I was doing, what I thought was kind of rather silly to an extent, or just I was just even like, wow, like I thought that's what magic was, and it's like nothing that I would have ever expected. And is is that the farthest that you ever
0: went personally was the candles?
1: Well, I would probably say like where I've done in meditation was probably a little bit more. That was like a little bit more serious, I would think. That actually probably was a little bit, like I did say the flame, you know, it did throw me off. But in my honest opinion, when you come back from a magical experience, unless like you're very extremely balanced, which I do think comes from the shadow work, You're going to go through some mental growing pains after the fact, because like even you might even have to start questioning, like, all right, if I even believe what just happened, that's going to cancel out a lot of science that I've been told my whole life, and that's hard. For me, it was hard, you know. It's like because I was like, fuck, I already been lied to about religion. I was already lied to about the OTO, and now I'm finding out I was probably lied to about fucking everything.
0: Are there? are there any people within the oto do you think that could like do that kind of stuff on command as like party trick or does it is it one of those things like you're not allowed to do it in front of other people or if you do it under like uh,
1: no i mean they would never do that i mean unless you're at maybe uh well say you
0: got you got high up and then you were like screw this too many rules i'm gonna go do my own thing hey check this out at a bar like you're drunk at a bar like Uh. Check this out. Or, or can you even? I guess that's I another assumption. It. Is it, I figure in the OTO, you can be like drunk and stoned and still do magic, or is it very strict about that?
1: Uh, I know people have gotten kicked out for showing up drunk, well, told to leave. And they have, like, I mean, the OTO in my time there, they had put out a few, uh, you know, uh, I guess, lodge wide. Everybody got it. Like, they have put out things about them, like, you know, heroin. Not accepted here.
0: Really? Wasn't wasn't Crowley like all about heroin and mescaline when he came uh, up with most of that?
1: Yeah, that's probably why they mentioned that. Because I'm like hey, everybody else, oh, I don't want to be like Crowley, I'm gonna shoot up too, you know, whatever. But no, they they have I'm not trying to stick up for him, but they have actually put out things like you know, making it known that like drugs and coming here screwed up and drunk is not like gonna to be tolerated.
0: So you heard that New York Patriot, the apologist for the OTO, official apologist. <laughs>
1: <I'm his supervisor, laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I've mean, been called worse. I, was it, you were you in the chat when I said because I said I thought that Sound of Freedom movie was just a money grab? I, all I said was a Mormon money grab, and I became a sympathizer.
0: Oh, let's talk about that one because I didn't know that I was with a pedophile sympathizer on this show. So now I'm gonna go ahead and have everyone unfollow <laughs> you. We're gonna we're gonna attack your chat. So so yeah, tell me what you really
1: thought about Sound of Freedom. Like it was I mean, a money this- grab, really? I mean, listen, I really, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I could really give two shits about the movie or anything about Mm -hmm. it. But when I, you know, I see people talking about it, I was like, oh, let me just look into it. And like within like five minutes, I found out the guy was a Knights Templar. I found out the guy is is a bad thing. Well, when you're a Mormon in the Knights Templar and you're trying to put out a movie about sex trafficking, you don't mention anything about Mormons. I mean, I just, I, I just, all of that together to me, to me, screams, I'm just trying to make money. Well, they, they, I think
0: they purposefully based the actual like, bad parts outside of the U.S., even though they clearly could have shot the entire movie taking place in like, any city, right? But they purposefully like, bring it out to Columbia. I
1: mean, you put it this way. I mean, I, I think you know, the Trump tards and the Q tards have already been mind-fucked into certain, believing certain shit.
0: Those are our sponsors. Thank you very much. Probably, yeah. yeah.
1: So why would you not put out a movie you know is going to you know, appeal to them and give them some false hope? This is this is what I think is insane to me. And I'm not trying to be an asshole or sound nasty. I don't think you're going to care. I'm not saying it to you. But like, I don't understand what the conspiracy community just because I know something exists does not mean it's stopping. Because my neighbor might now admit, oh, yeah, sex trafficking. Yeah, it's real. And it's still going on because, you know, doesn't mean it stopped. People think that just because you read a meme on Instagram and you know something now, these bad guys have to stop doing it. No, we don't even know who the fuck they are. So they don't have to stop.
0: My my favorite one is like, no, we're starting the conversation. We're starting a conversation.
1: This shit is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Like Just because this guy put out a movie, you think all of a sudden the Rock's are going to stop doing what they do? fuck out of here <laughs> come on man grow the fuck up yo the right is becoming just as childish and idiotic as the left
0: do you think the, the Rothschilds still have their fingers in all this oh. I, I even don't they, think they got enough money that, I mean, that's even
1: the, the reason we even know who the Rothschilds are is because Ezra Pound who was an occultist and a socialist was a whistleblower at one point and started bringing their name up as a conspiracy <laughs> That's the only reason we have that name is because a, a magician who is associated with a doctor in MK Ultra told us the Rothschilds are doing whatever.
0: What doctor is that in MKUltra?
1: I'll look him up right now. You know,
0: uh, I, I mean, put you on the spot. Was it like you and Cameron? Was it a uh, no? Uh, Sidney uh, Gottlieb? Was Sydney?
1: it oh, no? It was actually somebody. It was at, he was at Saint Elizabeth's Hospital. This doctor too. I got to find his name. I'm going to pull it up. He even got Ezra Pound. Uh, off of treason because he was insane
0: oh and, uh,
1: was this jolly west no uh mk ultra folder uh winford overholzer
0: that's a new name for me i gotta say anyone that has an mk ultra research folder on their computer is a friend of mine
1: oh yeah i'm actually covering it. i'm doing like a full-part series with thrash
0: oh quick <laughs> quick plug for anyone watching, this is the Paranoid American MK Ultra pamphlet available at MKUltracomic.com. You can get your copy today for five dollars. <laughs> or if it's in the future, however, inflation has been affecting us, this might be like three trillion uh US Elon dollars. We don't know yet. So y'all,
1: yeah, if anybody get get ever remembers a tract book, you should buy that just out of like just for trying to reminisce from the old time.
0: <laughs> and if you really want to reminisce, here's the Homunculus yes. Owner's Manual, which is another version of this that breaks down the entire history of the Homunculus, including the Crowley Homunculus through his Moonschild book that gets into Parsons and Hubbard. Yeah, we got it all. If it has anything to do with Homunculus, it's in this book, 100%. Also available at paranoidamerica.com. Thank you. What a great segue about the MK Ray. Okay. So let's talk about kissing cat anus really quick. Yes. So right. have you never, was. have you never heard the charge that the Knights Templar, one of their rituals was kissing the anus of a cat, a live cat. It really is. That was what, that was one of the charges. And apparently it was a fairly common charge that you would leverage against witches and warlocks of like the middle ages is that they kissed cat butts. I did Personally, don't know why that particular theme uh, caught on, but I've heard some really interesting theories about it, and I'm su- I'm surprised. This is one of my favorite ones is Have you ever heard of toxoplasmosis or the no. South Park episode where everyone's like licking cat butts? Have you ever no. watched a
1: bunch of South Park? I did watch South Park, and neither I don't remember that, so, or I
0: so did. there's an episode of South Park where there's like a sick cat and people that like sniff its farts or lick its butt something. They start tripping out it's like a free you know hit of lsd or something um and they start passing the cat around and then it turns into like an anti-drug ad where it's like kids don't do the cat you know don't sniff cat butts or something and it turns into a joke but this was based on an actual phenomenon called toxoplasmosis and there's certain types of felines that in their fecal matter it's toxic to humans and it can actually cause hallucinations and um, basically like an NDE, right? Or an astral projection or some sort of out-of-body psychedelic experience. So some of the theories were like they were doing it because they were sicko Satanists. And of course, they're sniffing cat butts because what else do weirdo OTO you know, people do? They, they sniff cat butts. But then the other part that I really <laughs> like is that maybe they just found a way to get stoned and talk to God directly. And that became part of this like, Ritual where it's like, hey, you
1: know, take a hit, take a drag off this cat butt you know, the stop bogarting it. I, I, I wouldn't put that past people. What you're saying right there, I would not put that past people. Even well, like,
0: licking the toads, right? There's people that lick toads to yeah. do the same thing. The, That's the, what I'm saying. I would
1: not put that past. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would if that if that has any validity to it. <laughs> put that past humans.
0: Would you if so? If someone told you that you could get higher than you've ever been in your life if you just Lick this cat's butthole real quick. Would you do it?
1: No, you know honestly, fucking with magic is probably the highest I've ever been in my life. So,
0: really, what that could explodes. you could you make it comparable to any other experience? MDMA, like fucking candy flipping.
1: No, probably like I don't know, just be like a hundred times more intense than like any feeling you've ever had. Like positive. Is there a like hangover? Like, yeah. For me, yeah, that's why I I do think if you fuck with it too often, too much, you know, you start acting like Kanye West or Joe Biden.
0: How how many of like high level ranking politicians and celebrities and stuff do you think are like just doing magic all the time?
1: All the time, I don't know. I, I from my my well, opinion okay, let course.
0: me restate like like live a magical lifestyle.
1: I think most of them actually understand it. Just depends really? on how they do it. Yeah, I, I think there's a probably more than half, especially in politics and music and shit like that. What do you think about the
0: whole Marina Abramovich and spear cooking oh. stuff with the Podestas and all that?
1: She's out there. She's actually. I really don't want to say the name of the cult, but she's. I'm going to be say covering it. cult eventually. <laughs> Valley it. of the uh, Valley of the Dawn.
0: And she's Valley of
1: the Dawn. I never heard of that before. It's a UFO cult that, in my opinion, I, I and the reason why I'm even going to... Well, there's multiple reasons, but one of the reasons why is because it's another, oh, UFO aliens. Do you think and they'd
0: sponsor my, this show,
1: Valley of and, the Dawn? We're and in, my, in my opinion, I do think I can show that that is the uh, Astrum Argentum behind it. The what? Astrum Argentum. Can you, can you say that in American for me? <laughs> Argentum Astrum. That was big Latin. I know my big Latin, sir. But uh, that is another. You know, I don't. Again, I don't believe he came up with it. I think it existed prior. But that was another Crowley order. But it really is the OTO in the Golden Dawn mixed together. That is like the, the Valley air, of the Dawn is no. The Astrum Argentum is like the you know. It's like if you want to be serious, and that's like a serious. Serious secret society, because you're wearing hoods that actually cover your face. I got a sarki. I have one. I should have kept it next to the desk because I. Threw How do you it know about one.
0: this? Were you in the Astro Margentum too? No,
1: well, if you're in the OTO, you're gonna know what the Astro Margentum is because it's okay. cool. you know. Um, and a lot of people who were like really serious started going into that, and I had even thought about it myself to the point to where I went out and bought a robe, thinking I was going to get into it, and I never did. So that where I do, where do
0: you go too. to get a secret society robe is there like a special See, that's
1: the whole thing it's like when you get into these things and that's this is very interesting too it's like you know you start meeting all these people that happen to might have this etsy shop or this little facebook thing and like they all sell and make you know you get a lot of people that actually are within it that are providing shit too
0: i feel like they would probably also do a lot of cosplay costumes on etsy <laughs> Right? like, but, uh, like the, are you here to join a secret society or dress up like someone from Fortnite? Right? Like click on this
1: button or this button? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, d- cosplay works great for d- darlings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, that this is one of the questions that I've heard someone else ask, and I'm I'm stealing it because I love it, but like, how much of magic and OTO, like let's say today, how much of that do you think is just LARPing? versus how much of it is legit most of it most of it's just larping just people
1: just people having fun I, I'm, uh, well when i and when i say the word ignorant i'm normally not really using it in a negative sense i'm just using it in the way it's meant they don't know i think you have a lot of ignorant people in those things and like the woo woo is like the magic when it's not and I think they get stuck in that. And like I'm not, I'm and when I made that joke before, I'm not knocking her knowledge. It's just I think she knows how to sell herself.
0: So you better not. She might be a future sponsor of this show.
1: You know what's funny? She has dealt with more shit from the OTO than I have, and she wasn't even a member. <laughs> We're talking about Marina. Oh no, when I said something about Dot Darling. Forget Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. which one's hotter? Well, I mean. I mean, it wasn't was,
0: a serious question.
1: Was, you know, I'm just like I, I'm. Like, I really don't think either one of them are. But I mean, I would say dar- Darling because I don't think. Yeah,
0: f- fuck Mary Kill, Madame Blavatsky, Hillary. No,
1: I'm just kidding. Blavatsky <laughs> with her, with the she's got like ten cigarettes hanging out of her mouth. There. But yeah,
0: but, but old Blavatsky too. We're not talking about like young Blavatsky.
1: Yeah, she stopped shaving and everything. She's probably got hairs growing off with the fucking cigar hanging out of her mouth, talking kabbalistic shit. If That's uh,
0: funny. if Crowley was a contemporary, would you? chill with them would you like invite him to a party or would or do you think that you would just like want to read his books and not be anywhere near him
1: he was alive today i would talk to him if he gave me the chance
0: yeah you would you go on like climb a mountain with him no no leave no. leave your ass behind
1: i don't trust the guy wouldn't trust, would, the <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't trust him that much
0: you'd probably get an std just by being in the same room with him <laughs> I assume, right
1: and and that because of, like, I'm a fan of the guy. I mean, if I was given a chance to talk to, you know, again, another German German name that I shall not mention, I would talk to him, too, just because I want to know what the fuck's going on inside these people's heads.
0: Do you think either of those people are, like, evil? And,
1: and? Just put it that way, you know what I'm saying?
0: Do you think any of them or anyone else is, like, evil and went to hell? And, and like, that sort of... Uh, I mean, you you can unpack that a little bit, so it doesn't have to be as simple as I stated yeah. it, but do you think, like... A bad person does bad things. They go to hell. They get punished for eternity, or for a longer period than a normal person would. My opinion: I think you just get recycled back into the game, regardless. Like no matter what you did, you just you just pop. Yeah, that I
1: mean, I even think there's probably a good chance, regardless of what you do, good or bad, you're just gonna get recycled anyway. But, um, I you know I I do think like, yeah, I think like if you kind of live the screwed up life, you're by definitely coming back and having to, to get something right.
0: All right. Uh, we're, we're getting close to 90 minutes. I got two other questions that I, I want to ask specific to, I guess, being in the cult reject. If if there's someone that's in the OTO listening now, right? And they're on the fence and they're like, man, I've, I, I want to get to that next level, you know, level five, but they haven't invited me and I've, I've got my robe picked out. But also I think this might be kind of bullshit. Like, what would be the thing that you would tell them to push them off the fence and just, like, give it up and, you know, have their name taken off the list?
1: Oh, I mean, I would... There's no reason to go there, I, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's good to have those places to learn from other people. But in my opinion, the OTO is not the image of what Magic is. I think... And, it, and I don't know if it's done on purpose or not, but I think, like, they're... Advertising is almost or their look is almost like we're showing you what the handcuffs are that you need to remove to have a magical experience. And I think most people look at it the complete opposite. Leave the OTO, do some serious, serious, serious inventory on yourself. Learn to meditate as much as that sucks. Start learning breath work. Start practicing to be able to see colors in your eyes. You know, and go on from there, but like you do not need that place in my opinion. Cause it all the magic is going to happen from you. You have to change yourself to have a magical experience. That's not my opinion. That's just it's not a good place for that. Just leave and work on yourself. The magic happens with you, not them. And do you think that there's
0: like more powerful magic that like if, if 20 people in the OTO came together and they're all doing like the same Rituals or spells or whatever, does that make it just more powerful?
1: Inherently? I, I, yeah, I mean, regardless even if it's like not the same magic that I'm talking about and more of just putting out like a wavelength, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean you're going to have more people doing the same thing, but like even if you had like people who understood magic and maybe you yeah, had just had a magical experience and might have like energy that they can start using to start manipulating and doing things with. I think yeah, if you get 20 people like that together, it's going to be serious, yeah. or it's more serious than one.: for Sure. Mm-hmm. If they're all on the same page.
0: I love uh, I love talking magic with you because you talk about it in such like a matter of fact way. And and it's an interesting, like, dude, it's so rare to have the juxtaposition of someone that believes in magic, but also doesn't like the woo-woo of magic. Because almost everyone mm-hmm. that likes magic, like, it's the woo-woo that they like about it. You know what I mean? It's like all the, of never... the fun crystals and like all of the fun little dances you get to do.
1: See, like, it, like in real quick, that was even one of the reasons why I ended up going with the OTO because like even when I wanted to get into this stuff, as soon as I came across Wicca and witchcraft, I was like, that shit is too woo-woo for me. <laughs> and uh, there's probably like, you know, when if you want to talk about like magic versus witchcraft or witches versus magicians, it's probably like 80, 20, 70, 30. The witchcraft is much more prevalent. Oh, right?
0: sh- well, hold on. Is, is magic and witchcraft different?
1: No, but I do think, not to be an ass, I do think that witches are probably under the idea of what magic is. Like they're they're have much more of a larger false idea. Like if I took people from like the OTO and then I went to like some witch coven, maybe there's like ten percent inside my lodge that actually probably knows what magic is, and the witch coven it's probably fucking two or three, and they're the ones running. You know, what is, I'm saying? It, is that
0: because of the the nature magic is bullshit? Well,
1: it's I think.
0: Gerald Gardner,
1: again, who was a, uh, a, you know, a member of the OTO. And he basically started Wiccans, right? He was, he was, uh, uh, sorry, Crowley was like a teacher to him. And he even, Crowley even gave him permission to open up his own lodge. He was going to open up his own OTO lodge. And then, you know what? He probably realized I probably can't sell this that good and make that much money off of it because Crowley's already got his hands in it. So I'm going to have to start my own bullshit to bullshit people with and to make money off. So like he was just like a, a in nature. That process, in that process, the people who understand magic will see your shit, go through it and see what you're really saying and be like, ah, he's got it too. Which is what I think a lot of symbolism we're even seeing and famous people are doing is just like call signs to brag.
0: Okay, so m- m- like a different flavor. It's like I want the Birkenstock version of OTO. So then you go and join like a Wiccan coven. I mean, was, uh... <laughs> is there is there any group out there that you you would like still like to join? You mentioned the one that you had to be on like a waiting list for twenty years or something. Would you are you still interested in joining oh, anyone like that?
1: Any, I think somebody else was bringing that up when we were talking. uh The only other thing that I would, you know, and I'm not really big on suggesting things. uh Josephine McCarthy, I think that's her name. She has like the Quarrier series. It's completely free. Every PDF is up there for free. And they will probably even tell you, if you look on the site, I think it will even say, if you're actually going to do this, expect it to take 17 to 20 years. (laughs) And it's all free. And you do it by yourself at home. And it's very much on you just reading yourself and your own personal experiences and figuring it out. Hers, I can get by, and I've even repeatedly said, I wish sometimes I stayed with that because when I was in the OTO, I was actually very interested in that, started practicing that, and I do believe her stuff actually helped me get a lot farther. But then I was just like, the pentagram ritual and the hexagram ritual, if you get into that stuff, is completely different than what I was used to. And I was like, I'm not about to start learning another version of a ritual that I already spent a year memorizing to do with my eyes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, this is too much. And I just stuck with the OTO. But there was times when I did wish, like maybe if I did this, I would have continued a little bit longer and got a better experience and maybe had a better outlook on, on magic in a sense too. You know?
0: Well, I would also like to continue this and uh and do a little bit longer and figure out some more from you. So I mean yeah. I'll I have you I on have I'll have you on again a hundred percent to talk about some more of this stuff. I think it's a fascinating topic. Would you ever be open to summoning a demon on a live podcast? Or is that out of the question?
1: I would if you wanted, I would be willing to do a ritual, but like a banishing one, I wouldn't invoke anything
0: let's talk about that man i would love i would love yeah. to do some kind of like i, I haven't in a while
1: and I, but i i could easily push the chair out and do it i mean i and the reason why i would do it is so people know i'm not bullshitting hell yeah no let's 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 definitely do that man that would be so cool i have no i'll even put on the asher magentum hood and robe and everything. <laughs> dude okay all right I, I, know, I, I don't know if i threw him out i might have thrown him out i don't think i have a wand anymore but
0: I th- I think I've got like a mullet wig. That's like the closest thing I got to a robe. But yeah, maybe I can <laughs> I can look at something, man. You'll have to send me that your Etsy shop or whoever whoever your Etsy dealer is for your secret oh, society gosh, robes. Yeah. Yo, that shit, that shit links add, in the or...
1: comments. Yo, that shit came from fucking Spain, my man.
0: That's, I mean, that's kid, pretty dope, man.
1: The Ast- kid who was in the Astromagentum was making them and sent it from Spain. I had to pay fifty bucks for shipping on that shit. <laughs>
0: it, the, the tag said like "Made in China." It's so Spain on the box, but China on the tag. Yeah. I know. I'll tell you
1: one thing. <laughs> I mean, it was rather expensive, but it has weight to it. Like when I pulled it, when I got the bag, I was like, all right, at least I know this is worth the money. Do you think That's some cool. of them are
0: flexing? They show up with like mink coat, like robes and stuff, or like the gold trim, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: there well, there's, there's dudes I've seen that like literally looked like they just walked out of like an uh, uh, interview with a vampire and walked straight into like the lodge. Like, they got the whole, like, vest over the the puffy and the, the the crimp, you know, like, they look like fucking Tom Cruise dressed up in vampire shit, walking into the lodge. I was like, what the fuck is this?
0: I mean, we were saying LARPs, right? A lot and of he, people were just LARPing. told me,
1: Asriel, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Same dude telling me, oh, you shouldn't be smoking cigarettes in front of the lodge, because it might go up into the fucking windows up there. The fuck out of here.
0: Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this off because we gotta save some for, for next yeah, time. Man. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes, uh tell people again where to uh to find you and uh listen to your work and any other projects you got going on.
1: I have um I do have yes, I have the NY Patriot show, I have the Occult Rejects, and I did forget I do co-host spiritual gangsters. If you want to just hear a little bit more lighthearted stuff or personal stories, or just you know, interesting things, not always occult. Spiritual gangsters, I do co-host that with Teresa, and then I have the NY Patriot show and the occult rejects and everything is on all major podcasts. They're all on YouTube. They're all on Bit Shooter Rumble.
0: All right. That's gonna conclude one more episode of uh the Paranoid American podcast. Name's still pending. We'll come up with a, a cool name because I don't like Pap. I don't like the acronym PAP for the this show. Yeah. It's the first thing that I think too. You know what I mean? So it's gonna have to be something else, but uh we'll we'll figure it out. So that's again uh, thanks again. And um what's what's gonna be tonight's quote? Uh total paranoia is total consciousness Charles Manson thank you bye